Thanks for joining us for the MassMEP Manufacturing Podcast, Transforming Manufacturing Enterprises. MassMEP believes that there are some elements to a manufacturer's business, whether it's finding their inefficiencies, strengthening their internal processes, or even unlocking their growth, that can extend a manufacturer beyond its current limitations. So every episode, take a journey with us as we speak with manufacturers, legislature, subject matter experts, and so many more as we head down the path of manufacturing across the state of Massachusetts. Whether we're in Boston, Worcester, or out in Springfield, maybe even in the Berkshires, we'll be here every week and we'll explain to you more about manufacturing and what's happening right in your own backyard. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the MassMEP Manufacturing Podcast. I'm Haley Steele. And I'm Kevin Tata. No co-host title today, just Kevin Tata today. Didn't even think of it, honestly. Slipped my mind. Too busy thinking about the icebreaker, honestly. (laughs) (laughs) Um, That's good, though, Kevin. I like We like that we have that pressure on you now. It's great. I don't even have to prep anymore. It's awesome. Nope. Always constantly thinking about it. Always 24 <laughs> seven. Ready to go on, on a whim, ready to pivot when you need to pivot. Yeah. Always. Um, <laughs> so we're here today, Kevin, this is your first episode with us for a holiday, correct? Yeah. Yeah. I believe, I believe it is. Yeah. So uh, it'll be a, a fun episode, but it is our annual holiday episode. And we have our repeat offender back with us, our Senior Director of Business Development, Christy Grignan. Welcome back. Thank you guys for having me back. I brought the dog along as well. She's right here ready in case she's asked to do any tricks. So we're ready to go. Oh, yes. we. Um, so a couple of seasons ago, Kevin, we actually, I think we had the harmonica out and we had Bibble, Christy's, uh, beloved golden retriever uh on and bibble sang us a little tune with the harmonica oh how about that yeah Bib loved the harmonica he loved a little billy joel little piano man i was just about to say (laughs) yeah this was all before olivia antonelli joined us and can actually play piano man on the harmonica maybe we'll need to have a little collab action (gasps) we may go back yeah there's always new year's <gasps> big celebration with the harmonicas on new year's so it's a great idea it's a great idea yeah we might have to invite olivia into that episode might might come back to us so. um but before we get started kevin um now has become a master at the icebreaker question so um let's go let's see what you got this time kevin yeah i feel like this is an easy one i mean in the holiday spirit um i just wanted to know what your go-to holiday movie is or Christmas movie, however you want to interpret it. Um, I've had a tough time deciding myself. Um, I can go first if you two don't have anything on the top of your mind at the moment. I actually got something for this one. I, you know, and not, it's for those of you who don't know, because you can't see Haley's got the Grinch in her background right now, which I think is fantastic. Mm -hmm. And I mean, who doesn't, love the Grinch and the story of the heart growing and all of that. But, um, when my daughter was a lot younger, God, we're probably talking at least 12 years ago, we went and saw the Grinch in Boston live. 
and it's pink. It's a pink setting and a pink version. But um, if you have not gone to see it, I strongly recommend it. It is a great show. Wonderful. I would have loved to have seen that. Yeah, it's super cool. You still can. I think it comes every year. Does it really? Yep. Oh, I might have to go do that. That looks, sounds fun. I like it. Yeah. Yeah, I am. um, So I have a new holiday addiction now. Uh, I do. I'm with you, Kevin. I have a harder time because there's um, three of them that I really kind of, I love. But this, the last two years, I've gotten into on Disney Plus, the Santa Claus they now have as a series and it's awesome because it's a new episode every week and now the character scott calvin uh, has calvin. now yes he is now him the tool man yes exactly correct he still he has his family now his son has grown cal has grown up his daughter has grown up and they all have these magical like powers and his wife's in it and it's really still fun they still bring some of the old characters into it as well so i've i'm been watching it on the regular and i think i saw something on that it's his daughter in real life is playing his daughter in the series yes Whoa. yes and it's great yeah it's so i, cute. I have not heard, heard yeah. about this yeah yeah, this is, I think this is the second year that they brought it back. Yeah, but that's one of my, um, the Santa Claus. I like the, I think it's the last one. The woman Jack Frost is my favorite one. Mm-hmm. I like that one. Um, and I like the live action of the Grinch with uh, Jim Carrey, that yeah. one. And then Home Alone. Nice. Yes, yeah. So yeah. I'm I'm with you. I can't, but I if I'm gonna pick, I'm gonna go with the series on Disney Plus right now. I would go with that. I got you. Yep. Well, mine's mine's more. One of them's aimed towards <clears throat> the tradition side of my like family. Like the day after Thanksgiving, we always turn on Die Hard. We always watch Die Hard. So that's like <laughs> that's like my holiday uh-huh. film. I wouldn't call it like a Christmas film, but I mean uh, nothing nothing screams. Santa Claus like Die Hard. So. Right, right, that's what I'm saying. I mean, I think you hit it right <laughs> on the money. Um, the other movie that I really, really love that is centered around Christmas is The Polar Express. It's just incredible. And I love The Polar Express. Great movie. You can't go wrong. I yeah. mean, come on. Tom Hanks playing like, what, five different characters yeah. in that movie? It's insane. The range is incredible. Yeah. Two yeah. completely different movies, though. On <laughs> two completely ends of the action. <laughs> <laughs> totally different audiences yeah. Yeah. totally see why you're struggling yeah. <laughs> yeah oh my god that's great yeah that's what I got yeah those are great when we um when we do this every year we kind of do this because we just do kind of a recap of what we've done in um 2023 this mm-hmm. year holy moly and just way to celebrate um moving into the new you know into the holiday season and then obviously going into the new year. I think for us and, you know, Christy, you can bring a lot to this is some of the most important things that we've seen happen this year for manufacturing. I, and I know this is my fifth Christmas with MassMEP, but I feel like for some reason, and maybe it's because of the pandemic, but it was lighter this year. 
meaning like there was so much more opportunity, so many more um, visions for what can be done into the future and just some new um, ways that I guess manufacturing is heading that we really are starting to see it actually come to fruition. Whereas maybe before it was a lot of talk and oh, maybe if, but this year it just felt totally different. Like, what do you think? Yeah, I I, I can't agree with you more. Um, I'm not sure if I would use the word lighter or that we're really truly coming out of the pandemic. COVID, mm -hmm. yep, it still exists, but I would say we are out. We have made it through the pandemic and now we're looking at um, strategizing moving forward versus um, in this uh, space of having to make do with yeah. the situation that we have been put into. Now we're outside of that and we can look at, okay, where do we want to go and where are our biggest weaknesses and gaps as a as the United States and as our federal government stepping in to help out with the CHIPS Act and, and things of that nature. So I think I look at it as now there's just opportunity that we're looking at is where can we go? We made it through, you know, these really trying times and we made it out of it. So how do we want to grow and how do we want to um, start looking at things like sustainability, start mm -hmm. looking at things like clean energy, like how do we make our environment better now? DEI, looking at those pieces now, underserved populations, second chance, mm -hmm. you know, how do we almost give back and help and produce a pipeline and a workforce that is resilient, a supply chain um, that's here in our own, our own grounds. Um, so I, I couldn't agree with you more. And I, I think I even take what the manufacturers are going through and put it on MassMEP too. We're growing as an organization. We have a staff that is better than I think it's ever been that works together, um, really honed in on our core values of trust, transparency, responsibility, um, united mission, um, strategizing and teamwork. And I think we really have just taken on those core values as a team and the respect amongst everybody, I think is just growing. So, yeah, I think too, what we see, you know, obviously Kevin and I talk about this a lot is this is a very unique mass MVP is very unique in how we operate. And I think that we work that way as a team because of even at our leadership and where you all put your vision and thoughts. And we talked about in the last episode, how now leadership is kind of taking themselves and putting them in, you know, on the shop floor to get a better understanding of from their, you know, team's perspective. I feel like that's something has been part of our culture for a, a long time. And we've really started to build on that. And that's why we're able to, to do what we do. And it also brings, you have this newfound kind of um, joy in what you do. And then you're like, I want to do more. And I want to, I want to be more. I and that's kind of where the manufacturers are coming from now too. So I think we're thankful as a team that we have the opportunities that we have, like Kevin and I were talking about 
you know, development in our professional and personal development, you don't get uh, organizations that will do that. But I see now that a lot of organizations are seeing for retention and for recruitment, they need to have that type of an environment. So um, it's very much that our leadership has a great culture and then it's, we all have bought in on that and we all feel the same way. And we, that's why we can go out and do what we do. And then we feel that passion and we're empathetic to it from the manufacturer's perspective. And it really does make us want to do more and give more back to them and, and everything that we have. Yeah. Kevin, Kevin, I was gonna say, yeah, Kevin, you've been here for nine months. Yeah. Like, yeah. You know, how do you, how, how are you feeling about manufacturing? It's, it's funny. I mean, coming from someone that never had any prior manufacturing experience and to be, I mean, before I even, I didn't once, once they came to me for this like opportunity, Don was like talking to me about um, the marketing associate job. It was like, I, I really had no idea what we did. But now that I'm in here for like even a half a year to like the nine month period, I feel like I've soaked in so much and it, and it helped me so much more to go see these manufacturers go on the shop floor and see what they're dealing with and to see how our BDAs and PMs just like interact with them. And like they, our PMs, our BDAs were those engineers. So it's like, they know how to assist these manufacturers. So it's like, it's incredible. It's definitely opened up my eye. Um, and I'm extremely excited to continue to learn more about it. Yeah. Do you have what we have now? Like I remember at first when I started, Christy was like, oh, don't worry. You'll get to the point where you'll start to see things. And I go, oh, that's made in mass. Oh, that's made here. Or, oh, that's made there. Have you started doing that yet? Um, a bit. I, I know that when we went to FlexCon for that tour, um, and walked around their facility, I kept my eye out for like what they made. And I see it in grocery stores now. And yeah, yeah. It's, it's pretty cool. It's Every definitely... single Oreo packet that you get yeah. open, you're like FlexCon. Flex That's exactly Con. what I thought of, right? When you're asking me that question, it's like, okay, I know of Oreos, but it's like, what else do I really know? It doesn't matter about anything else. Oreos is sufficient. Yeah, and totally. you know what Chrissy's answer is for FlexCon too. Clearly Canadian. <laughs> yeah. First uh, yeah. clear label. Yep. I'm, I'm, not, I'm like, it's coming back guys. Clearly Canadian is going to be everywhere in 2024. You're starting to see it pop up in little convenience stores here and there. Go buy them. It is the best soda you're ever going to have. I love it. Yeah. Um, we had for 2023, we have two success stories that are on our website. Uh, one is Jane J machine and the other is LCI paper. Um, Christy, are you familiar with either one of these and just kind of give people, I guess, really, what are the success stories and why, why do we put them out there? So success stories, first of all, we are the only organization that I know of out there that we are assessed on the impacts that our clients receive. So we have to, after every single engagement, go back to these clients and survey them once a year to say, how many jobs have you created and retained because of our services? What is your increase in sales? What are your new sales? What are your cost savings? Um, so we go through a, a set of questions with them. A third party resource administers the survey, and that helps us 
um, share with the federal government what it is that we impacted here in Massachusetts. Um, so that being said, we have then have, we're mandated to have at least four success stories per year. We have way more than that, but we have to have four. Um, so J&J, &J, uh, just jumping in with them. Devin is fantastic. He's the owner of J&J. &J. Um, Ron has been our business development advisor, has a fantastic relationship with Devin and John had John Grover has been our project manager in there. And we've done everything under the sun. Um, we've been definitely almost an extension of their workforce with what John has gone in there and worked with them on their ERP system, supported them with hiring. We've done lean practices while we've been in there. We've supported them with writing an MMAP grant that they were awarded and received money for capital equipment so that they could get new equipment. So you can see all of these pieces. It's really helped J&J transform their organization, create new jobs, um, increase their sales. And then of course, I mean, you're talking huge cost savings with grant funding for this training and for the capital equipment. Um, so I don't have it right in front of me, Haley, I don't know if you do what those yeah. exact numbers were. So I'll, I'll go over to you for some of those exact numbers. Yeah. So in what we, the challenge is, so every um, success story is done. We do them all a little differently, but the, um, the challenge that when we first met, but this has been a relationship we've been developing for a long time. So this isn't something we right? This happens over a real a substantial period of time. It's not like a couple weeks. Yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, it's creating relationships that takes time, you know? So when he started, we started working with them. Devin at the time was a, a new business owner, relatively new. And he was eager to find a consultant who could share some tried and true solutions so that he didn't have to discover them on his own, which is what we talk about a lot. And we always say about how we're there to help. Um, we're an advisor or a consultant and we're there to, they do the work, but we just give them a different vision uh, maybe than what they see from their day to day because they're in it every single day. So they're looking at it all the time. And so we can come in and, and see, like you said, Kevin, right? You know, they're in it. So our BDAs and our PMs have been there. So they know, and now they're on the outside looking in. So they have that bird's eye perspective. Um, and that, you know, he, like you said, that relationship, we developed that over time with us and then with the national network. And then he wanted to organize his shop. He wanted to improve his safety. And he also wanted to become um, ISO AS 9100 certified. And there's a ton of other things he had wanted to get into, like you said, and using, they did use uh, the workforce training funds to get where they are today. So his numbers were $400,000 in retained sales. He had $265,000 invested in processes, equipment, and software. He had $175,000 in cost savings. And then he, $125,000 was invested in training. So that's pretty impactful numbers. Um, obviously, we work with a smaller, the smaller to medium-sized manufacturer. Um, I'm going to be honest, I don't have 
the numbers for him to know how, you know, what size he was. Um, but his quote was the mass, mass MEP has become our trusted business partner by sharing their considerable expertise in manufacturing in order to help us grow and improve. And those were his exact words. So, yeah. And I guess, is that something like when, and we'll see, like, we can talk about, um, our other success story that we had for, these are just the two we have right now listed on our website. Like Christy said, we have a lot more of them. Uh, that go in and we have years. If you go to our website, you'll see there's actually a catalog that goes back quite a few years um, with our success stories. So you can go back. But even when we talk about LCI paper, they're obviously completely different, right? So J&J Machine Company versus LCI paper, totally different manufacturers. But when it boils down to maybe some issues or problems they're having, they can almost be very similar. Uh, mo most manufacturers have the same pain points. Yeah. Uh, they have unique processes, they have unique products, um, but a lot of times it's the same pain points, right? Mm -hmm. um, LCI was a little bit different in terms of, I believe that they were more of kind of like a green belt um, processes. I know we did some lean work in there as well. I think we did some lean Lego um, and then some value stream mapping and that, but they did go on to the Six Sigma, which is a little bit more of a, a project to take on because there are projects that go with that. Um, but yeah, I mean, we've been in there for quite a while now. We've had a lot of different um, people in there between BDAs and PMs. And I know we had Ellen in there, who's our director of IGS, Innovative Growth Services. Um, but yeah, we, we've been working a lot in there. And I believe, oh, don't quote me on this, but I believe we supported them with an MMAP as well. I say, don't quote me on this. I'm on a podcast. I'm quoting myself on this. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but they, I believe they applied for an MMAP grant and were, were, were awarded as well in this last round. Um, so I think you can see kind of a correlation with additional state grants that if you are working on your workforce and you are training them, that's elevating you to the, to the top of some of these other awards that you can receive. Yeah. So I just, you know, like kind of to, you know, wrap it up in a nice bow, Karen Armstrong, who's the president and owner of LCI in her, in her statement to us, she said, she's excited and thankful to be able to have additional training with Mass MEP in 2023. And hopefully it will also go beyond that as well. So they are really, um, they're pretty cool. If you go to their website, um, lcipaper.com, they do really neat paper, specialty paper, envelopes, cards, place cards, invitations, you name it, really cool stuff um really pretty really really pretty thing so great um great company but yeah so those are just or you know two I think I just brought them up because it's kind of that time of year where we be you know start to be obviously you know thankful and appreciative of of the clients we work with every day and so um it's a nice way for us to just kind of those success stories um almost like a badge of honor well, we just wanted to do a quick little, you know, holiday, bring everybody together and say thank you, you know, for a great year. Um, obviously, the famous New Year's podcast is going to be next. It's our next episode. Um, we're creeping up, getting closer and closer to that 100 episode mark. So 
uh, we'll do everything we can to hit it. We'll definitely hit that in 2024. The goal is, um, but right now we just wanted to come together. So uh, happy holidays to both of you. Um, hope Santa brings you everything that you want on your list. Yeah. Yeah. No coal in your stocking. So everybody have a very happy holidays and um, thanks for listening to the Mass MEP Manufacturing Podcast and we'll see you next time. See you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Mass MEP Manufacturing Podcast, Transforming Manufacturing Enterprises. You can subscribe to our channel anywhere you listen to your podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, And you can always go to our website at massmap.org. So we'll see you next time, whether it's our space, your space, or cyberspace.